You're listening to I Am Sherry Goodall, the podcast about starting a business as a midlife career woman. Conversations with friends, reviews, ideas, and random thoughts. Now here's Sherry. This episode is brought to you by Temple in the Woods, a quaint bed and breakfast in Northern Virginia with two guest rooms which provide privacy and personal attention. It is truly a place to nourish your soul. Visit them on the web at templeinthewoods.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the I Am Sherry Goodall podcast. I am here with my guest today that I can't wait to introduce you to. Her name is Claudette Gadston, and she is the conversation coach. I said that right, the conversation coach, and you're going to want to hear what she has to say. So let me just jump right into it. Claudette, welcome. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me, and I am doing absolutely wonderful. You are. How are you, you doing? Are you, I'm great. Mm. I'm enjoying uh, as much as possible. I'm enjoying this time. Um, it's really put me in a space of creativity. Um, do you find yourself being more mm-hmm. creative or more productive now that we're kind of in this stay in shelter predicament? No, I don't. <laughs> I I have. And so for me, it's different because I generally um, have like total peace and quiet, but I have my grandchildren, my granddaughters here during this pandemic. So there's always activity. There's always stuff going on. So I don't have that downtime, like that time and space to just let my creative juices flow. And, you know, so, but it's all good because everything works out perfectly. And I am enjoying immensely my time with them. Oh, I can imagine. I've seen your grandkids. They're cute. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And for what it's worth, I've been following you on social media and you've been cooking up a storm and you got me wanting to walk down there to Temple in the Woods to your bed and breakfast because I feel like (laughs) I need a meal each and every day from you. Uh, So so that's my daughter's big thing. Like my mom's cooking for me every day. And so, um, yeah, so we're having fun in the kitchen. (laughs) I love it. So let's talk about your mornings. What jumps you, jumpstarts your day? What gets you jumping out of bed every day right now, personally or professionally? Um, I think that what gets me out of bed now is the necessity in this moment. It's the necessity that I have to get up because I have stuff to do. Um, you know, during the week. On the weekends, I get up because I have the whole day ahead of me and there's like so much that I could do, so much that I want to do. Like last weekend, 
it was all about working in the yard and, and planting gardens and, you know, so those kinds of things make me want to get up, you know, and um, yeah, and to have conversations with the girls, particularly the younger ones. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And how old is the youngest? She is two for a couple more weeks. <laughs> for a couple more weeks. So tell mm-hmm. me what it means to be a conversation coach. What does that mean? Oh, now that's my baby. So what it means to be a conversation coach is to help amazing women, because we're all amazing, to help us have better conversations. And the thing with conversations is when we think about conversations for the most part, we think about conversations that we're having with other people, but we don't think about the conversations that we have with ourselves. So I help my clients to recognize that in order to have a good external conversation, they have to perfect their inner dialogue. Okay. And and what does that look like for many of the people that come to you? Well, let me, before you answer that, let me back step. What does it, mm-hmm. what brings people to you? Like at what point do your clients realize, you know, I need to talk to somebody like Claudette, Coach Claudette. Uh, Generally, when they have been trying to do whatever it is that they're choosing to do and they can't seem to make headway or for whatever reason there are barriers that they know, um, that they recognize in part it's because of decisions that they make, you know, and choices that they make. And so then it's like, okay, how do I make different choices? How do I make different decisions? Well, you make different choices and different decisions by thinking a little differently about the situation. You know, so so as an example, um, the, the, the easiest, simplest one that comes to mind is when you oversleep. So you may say, or I'll say that I was going to get up at eight o'clock and instead I got up at 8.30. So I could be saying to myself, oh, I'm going to be late. Oh, I'm going to be late. Or I could switch that around and say, even though I got up later than I intended, I will be there right on time. Uh. And so it's like, you know, just adjusting the conversations that you have with yourself, because if you, what we focus on is what comes into into reality for us. If I, so if I'm focused on being late, then yes, you better believe I'm going to be late. Okay. So I don't, I'm going to just share this with you briefly. I don't know if I ever told you this, but that exact mm-hmm. scenario has mm-hmm. played out in two ways in my life that literally saved my life. The first was um, back when the DC snipers were, you know, in the Silver Spring and in the Maryland DMV area. The first day that we realized there was a sniper, I overslept getting up Mm -hmm. to take my daughter to the nursery and got up, was rushing out. And my normal habit would have been to take her to the nursery, then go to the gas station and then go to the bank. 
Well, that day I was late. Had I been on time, I would have been at the gas station where the sniper killed someone that day. Mm. I, I would have been there at the mm-hmm. exact same time. So, you know, that, wow. yes, right. Yeah. And, and, and so moving forward in my life, I've come to the point where you're right. I no longer, I mean, you know, obviously you want to be on time as much as possible, but I, I try not to get mm-hmm. upset or stressed out about being on late because I know I'm exactly where I need to be. Had I been on time that day, I could have been dead. And that's, that's in mm-hmm. a very, yeah, you know, that's exactly right. Very, um, I guess, exaggerated way of looking at it too, because that's not most people's mm-hmm. circumstances, but I love mm-hmm. the way you phrase that. What right. kind of um, conversations do you mm-hmm. see people coming to you most often about? What are they struggling with in their, in their head, the girlfriend in their head, who are they? Okay. So, so the struggle that, that I find they have the girlfriend in their head is, oh, well, you can't accomplish. So I'll give you an example. I want to start a business and I can't get this business started. And so my question is why? And so they come up with all these excuses and then I, I just point out to them what it looks like if they take the personal out of it, like hypothetically speaking, if you release your attachment to the outcome and say, okay, well, I want to do this, but I don't have to get it all done today. So I can do a little bit today and a little bit tomorrow. As an example, if you want to write a book, so you don't have to sit down and write the entire book. You sit down and you write a chapter. Or you sit down and you create the outline, but you're making steps towards this book. And there is no pressure that I have to sit here and I have to write this whole book. So I kind of help to guide them into um, different ways of thinking about their lives as well as different ways of dealing with and working through challenges that come up. Because we all have challenges. You know, and so how are you going to accept that challenge or how are you going to to work through that? And so I help them to to just look at it differently. So, you know, it's like if if I've if I am challenged by someone, then I look at them because there are clients that come to me. Here's here's my other thing. There are clients that come to me and they tell me all about their father, their husband, their children, their, they tell me all about their children and all about the challenges that their children, their spouse, their whatever is bringing to their lives. And so then I ask them, what is your role in this? And let's talk about you. And you know what? So (laughs) I know, I know you personally, you have worked with me on my conversations and what I know to be true is that you have these profound questions that have a way of stopping me dead in my tracks. And there's no comeback for it other than for me to be still and think about like, what is that? And you can't say, I don't know, because what I know is that you're not going to let me off the hook with, I don't know. And I, I appreciate that about you because mm-hmm. you're going to make mm-hmm. sure that you hang with me until I find that answer to the original question. Mm-hmm. 
And and right. th that's right. like, wow. <laughs> yeah, tell me about you. I heard all of what you just said, but tell me about you. So what's the expected <laughs> outcome that people are, you know, when they come to you, what's the expected outcome that they get from you? It depends on their expected outcome. Mm, okay. Okay. Because different so, people come for different things. And so, so, you know, you have to, they have to know what it is that they want me to do. So a part of my initial intake is, what is it that you want out of this relationship with me? Because I'm simply here to guide you to where you want to go in a different way. I love that. I love that. T tell us a little bit about your backstory. How did you get to this place? What what made you become, how did you become the conversation coach? Well, um, I started coaching without knowing that I was coaching. And I was coaching in my regular corporate jobs. I would always, that was always a part of it. It, it somehow, um, it always kind of wove its way into my job and into my position and coaching my employees and coaching my peers. And, and so I just, it was just kind of a natural for me. And so I was um, laid off and oh, more than 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. And I decided, well, what am I going to do with myself? What I really want to do is what I really enjoy doing was I enjoyed coaching. And so I found this amazing training institute that helps you or that trains you in understanding how people um, interpret the signals from their brains or interpret the messages from their brains and how when they go a little deeper and think about how they feel about certain situations then it makes them it makes it easier to make the change so it's all about your feeling and like i'm a touchy feely kind of person in a feely feely kind of way <laughs> and so to be able to coach someone based on how they feel I mean, because if you think about it, your feelings is what gets your attention. You know, it's so it's like if I can get you to relate to how this situation impacts or affects your feelings versus how this other situation affects your feelings, then that kind of helps you to make it, um, um, I think, an easier decision because we all want to feel good. And so if you base your decision on how you're feeling and, you know, and there are people that will say, oh, well, we can't always do what makes us feel good. And yes, I understand that. But when we have choices, why not take advantage of them? Uh, why not take advantage of that? And so oftentimes I think people mm -hmm. do not take advantage of it. Um, do you think it's because they don't recognize that they actually have a choice? 
Yes, I think that sometimes they, they don't recognize that they have a choice and other times I think that um, they have been told that they don't have a choice and they never thought to come back and try again. You know, like as an example, when you're a child, your parents are saying, this is what you are to do. You don't have a choice. Sometimes we get in relationships and our partners are just as demanding and just as, as matter of fact, you don't have a choice. This is what we have to do. And so then when we get the opportunity to make decisions, then we just don't because we're not used to it. And so I will give you I will give you an example of giving up your power of choice. When you are going out to lunch with someone or someone asks you the question, what would you like to eat? And you say, I don't know. Right. And you say, I you're don't giving know. Up and you're your, just... Mm-hmm. Clark, Go ahead. You're, you're saying, yep. Yeah, you're you're saying you don't know. You're giving up. That's where I keep hearing you fade out. You said you don't know, and you're giving up. Right. So, and you're giving up that power, that power of choice. So, um, so can you hear me okay now? Yes. It froze for a moment. Okay, so so I I can remember having a conversation with a friend. We're going out to we're going out to lunch. It's her birthday, and I say to her, "Where do you want to go to lunch?" She says, "I don't care." And I says, "But it's your birthday. I want you to choose where you want to go." And she said that she had been at that point married about forty years, and her husband never asked her where they wanted to go for dinner. He would just say, "We're going out to dinner," and so she never had she was never given a choice and so when i gave her that choice she just wasn't used to it interesting interesting what are some of the tools that you use or practices that you use to help people kind of move through and and to help you in what you do and i am i use neuro-linguistic programming or nlp for short I am um, licensed as a master practitioner, and in that, I help people to go deep into what it is that they're feeling and the experiences that they have, and more importantly, the stories that they tell themselves about those experiences. And so I use my NLP training to help guide them into what's really going on and figure out how we can how we can move past this have you you know you didn't just get here overnight as as you've been talking to us have you had setbacks or changes or regrets in your own career to getting to where you are now that have grown you in some way i think that life is really about growth And because I believe wholeheartedly that the only constant is change. And so regrets, I'm going to put that to the side for just a moment. Um, Have I had setbacks? It depends on what you call setbacks. Because when I was um, laid off to um, and started my training, (laughs) 
For me, it was kind of an exciting time because I was free to do whatever it was that I wanted to do. And so I just needed that time and space to say, you know, okay, here you are. Now, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Like that is so empowering for me where other people may say, oh my God, like, where's the fear in that? Because you know, all of a sudden you no longer have a job, you no longer have income. And I guess I have never looked at, I guess if I can find one job, I can find another. That's that's the big deal for me. And so that was not a setback. I go to Willie Jolly who says, a setback is a setup for a comeback. Yes. So that's what that did for me, you know? And so, um, but challenges, yes, I've had challenges in my life. And interestingly, I try to do to myself what I do with my clients when I have challenges. So as an example, if I have a challenge that comes up that says, um, I'm having an issue with this relationship and I'm not able to, to get what I need out of it or to, to, it's not working out the way that I want it to work out. And so then I ask myself the question, well, it's not just about you. I mean, this is a partnership and so it has to work out with two people. And so what is it that you want out of the relationship? And then have you told your partner what it is that you want out of the relationship so that so I have those conversations with myself as well. I can remember, and I also, I've also had coaches in my life. Um, and I can remember one of them saying to me or asking me a whole lot of questions. And I thought, well, geez, if she, she can ask me these questions, I can ask them myself. How, how does one find a coach? And then once you find a coach, how do you determine whether that coach is the right one for you? Because there are a lot of people right now that are coaches, many who are not licensed mm -hmm. like yourself, um, and they may be good at what they mm -hmm. do, but how do you know, how do you find a coach and how do you know if that's the right person for you? Well, there are lots of places where you can find coaches. There are lots of professional organizations and you have, um, you know, social media, you have friends, you know, ask your friends for referrals. If, if ask them if they know a coach that they could refer you to. Most coaches will offer a discovery session where they talk with you for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And you can schedule that appointment and talk with that coach and you will know if that is the coach for you. You know, generally speaking, People don't go three, six months down the line um, not knowing if this relationship works or not. I, I, I just, I don't see that um, generally speaking. So schedule some, schedule a discovery call with, you know, a few coaches, two or three coaches, just to see what they're offering. And if more importantly, if your energy jives with their energy. Okay. And then if you do that and you choose a coach and, and you decide that that is not the coach for you, then find a new one. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, you don't have to stay with that person mm-hmm. forever. Sometimes it's just a season, right? Right. Maybe right. that's not the right one for you right now. Yes. Right. Wonderful. Right. But you also you also want to give yourself time to work through the process. So my recommendation is if you decide that you're going to go with this coach, then you should stay with them at least 90 days because you didn't you didn't come you didn't become the amazing woman that you are today overnight. It took you 40, 50 years to get to where you are right now. And so it's it's very unreasonable for you to hire a coach and think that you're going to see drastic changes overnight. You have to allow yourself time to learn these new habits and these new perspectives and to work through the process of becoming the next amazing version of you. Yes. Got it. And that's that's good. That's mm-hmm. uh, actually something good to keep in mind, because I think a lot of times we come to people for services or, or products or whatever it may be, because we're trying to solve a pain. So if I'm coming to you, I'm like, I need you to help me because I can't seem to get over this hump of starting a business, you know, and to mm-hmm. expect that mm-hmm. in 30 days of talking to you, I'm going to just, you know, be able to just bounce out the door and everything's going to be perfect. Um, you know, it is a work in progress. And I think that's where um, you um, specifically, I've heard you speak to people and you teach people, not only are you firm with them, but you also help them to be gentle with themselves and to move forward in what they mm-hmm. want to do. So what's next for you, Claudette? Well, um, right now I am looking to start some group coaching sessions and I don't even know what that looks like. I just know that there are lots and lots of women in the world who could use my service, who needs me to help them change that conversation that they're having with themselves. Okay. And so that's what I'm looking forward to doing. And and um, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to doing. Wonderful. And if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? They can find me across all the social media platforms at Coach Claudette. Okay. All right. I love to end mm-hmm. the show. Believe it or not, we have come to the end of our show, but I love to end the show with a segment that I call rapid fire. Um, My audience has come to, to love it and I like playing it. So rapid fire is where I get to ask you um, some questions and you answer with the first thing that comes to mind. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. We'll go real fast for you. In terms of books, self-help or business? Self-help. Self-help. Okay. What about um, sneakers or stilettos? Sneakers. I knew that because I love your purple Converse. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Converse kind of girl. <laughs> yes, you are. I love that about you. Last question, your favorite time of day? 
before the sun rises in the morning. Love it. Beautiful. Claudette, thank you so much for being a guest. I'm excited to have you and can't wait to see what you have coming and uh, hear more about your group. So thank you for being a guest. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you and have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to leave a review or drop me a message with your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, follow me on all social media, and watch this episode on my YouTube channel. You can find me everywhere at I am Sherry Goodall. And if you like what you're hearing, donate in the Anchor FM app or through Patreon so that I can make more content like this for you. And until the next time, be bold and unapologetic. And always remember, I said what I said, and I meant it.